Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about someone trying to be responsible one-sided news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media Unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think. And this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Propaganda. We need to stop watching and consuming mainstream media garbage. While they were peddling the Titan submersible tragedy all week, what news were they not covering? Check out this video. Titan. All week I've been fascinated with this story. Billionaire trapped in the bottom of the sea in search of the Titanic. It'll take six hours to get there and only eight hours of oxygen. Suspense. Will they live? Will they die? Duped by the f***ing media. Again. Monday, the Titan is missing. Tuesday, there's a banging sound. Wednesday, they're running out of air. Thursday, oh no, we found the wreckage. But the entire time, they knew it was BS. US Navy knew the sub already blew up on Sunday. Sunday. But they distracted us, again, to hide the news cycle. What happened this week? Let's do a quick recap on what you missed. JP Morgan and Jeffrey Epstein emails were released. And now they have just mistakenly deleted 47 million emails. Joe Biden is undergoing an impeachment vote in the House, or at least trying. The Pentagon fat-fingered $6 billion to Ukraine. Hunter Biden gets a slap on the wrist while FBI whistleblowers are going missing. And John Durham had his congressional hearing this week regarding the Russia hoax. But I was so busy wondering about the billionaire who decided to go boating in a submersible soda can I missed it all. In addition, this week, USDA approved sale of lab-grown meat from two companies, both backed by Bill Gates. This development is being marketed as a solution to environmental concerns and the ever-growing demand for meat around the country. But many people are skeptical about the claims. Of course. One, because is it going to be healthier for humans to consume? When do big corporations care about our health? Never. They don't at all. They want everyone addicted to food that is barely edible and bad for us to keep us sick, barely alive, and reliant on big pharma. And two, because Bill Gates and other billionaires are buying up all the farmland in the United States, a vital food source. So we've got billionaires controlling the world, as usual, via access to capital, real estate, food, mainstream media, and the most coveted item on their list, our money, and the freedom that comes with generating, maintaining, and completely owning, controlling our own independent wealth. 
So what do we need to know as crypto investors in this illusion of reality created by billionaires? Well, if we haven't already, we need to stop and encourage everyone else to stop watching and consuming mainstream media BS and start watching independent news sources that cover all angles of stories and realities, even angles we don't like or disagree with, and start questioning everything that affects our lives like inflation, interest rates, central bank digital currencies, etc. And we need to understand why and how we got here. Which, in the last century, one of the events that is affecting us the most is the creation of the U.S. Central Bank, the Federal Reserve. And what's interesting is we must understand that the Fed is a scapegoat because it was an entity created in a secret meeting by six of America's richest men and the seventh that didn't even attend the meeting but was probably the most integral in the creation of the Federal Reserve, J.P. Morgan. Even though he did not attend the meeting, it was organized by him and held at his property on Jekyll Island in Georgia. And three of the men that did attend belonged to companies controlled by J.P. Morgan. Here's the deal. It's important that the whole reason he wanted the creation of a central bank is because everyone was complaining about how much power and influence he had in the economy. So basically, with the Federal Reserve, there's the illusion of a central power that has control over how much power J.P. Morgan could yield. All a scapegoat. JP Morgan is still in charge. That's why we see all these banks being acquired by them. That's why we see this plan in motion for Coinbase to be acquired by them. And ultimately, they want to be the on and off ramp into and out of digital assets and cryptocurrencies to maintain control over our money and freedom at large. So as we've explored in other videos, the main agenda is to roll out and enforce a central bank digital currency, continue consolidating the US banking system. So just a few big banks exist with the illusion of the Federal Reserve being the main bank, and to complete Operation Choke Point 2.0, where they essentially choke everyone out of crypto, prevent money from flowing into it, and create their own version of fake Bitcoin that they completely own control and program, all while accumulating real Bitcoin so they can try to retain and gain more global financial power over other countries that are already adopting it. So just like they did with gold a few decades back, they will try to take our crypto and outlaw us from owning it, so they have more for themselves and use money as a system to enslave us with the CBDC or central bank digital currency. Wow. And what else is wild, like I mentioned earlier, we need to question everything we've been subjected to in media that affects our lives, like the Federal Reserve and JP Morgan. One, because it's interesting. And two, as crypto investors, we need to consider any and all potentialities in order to take advantage of this arms race to take advantage of this likely once in a lifetime opportunity crypto presents. Hello, I'm Crypto Casey, and we are going to explore an alternative story resurfacing, linking the sinking of the Titanic, the implosion of the Titan, the Federal Reserve, and global central planners like JP Morgan. Let's hit it. Be sure to check out our sponsors, iTrust Capital, Morales Money, and Tangent Wallet. Trade cryptocurrencies tax-free within your own individual retirement account, or IRA, with iTrust Capital. Start practicing learning how to find altcoin gems before they pump in the next face-melting altcoin season using Morales Money, and invest in your very own cold storage hardware wallet like Tangent Wallet. It's the size of a credit card, multi-currency, multi-chain, and super easy to set up. Note that since the ledger fiasco, Tangent has been swamped, so orders have been backed up for a few weeks. So get your spot in line for the next batch of wallets. Be sure to scroll down and use links below to access the correct and official sites, as well as redeem any special offers they have for us. The Fed, Jerome Powell, Janet Yellen, all of these players are constantly in mainstream media headlines and constantly covered by the mainstream media propaganda machine because they don't actually control the US dollar. Jamie Dimon does, JP Morgan does, and similar. And it's interesting that the Titan tragedy was dragged on all week to distract us 
from how JP Morgan was fined $4 million for deleting 47 million emails, including some requested and subpoenas, and how JP Morgan has to pay Jeffrey Epstein victims $290 million in a lawsuit settlement. So what's interesting to note is in today's world, they have to distract us because before the internet, technology, social media, and advanced communication systems, they could simply lie and fabricate stories in the newspapers and on TV. Is this what they did with the Titanic story a century ago? If so, why? If it's a conspiracy, great. There are a ton of conspiracies, more now than ever, with conflicting information about everything. All of it designed to keep us dumb, distracted, and divided. Like I said, we need to question everything they've told us, everything that's happening that is affecting our lives, even if we have different opinions about it. This includes the pandemic as our freedoms were taken away. This includes politicizing human identities as it's invading public school systems and pushing unnecessary life-altering drugs and surgeries onto people. This includes Operation Chokepoint 2.0 as it prevents us from investing our money the way that we want to. This includes central bank digital currencies as it will dictate every single aspect of our lives from what we eat, how we live, or if we even eat or live. And this includes the Titanic, because the Titanic was owned by J.P. Morgan. He couldn't go on the voyage because of several different stories, like he was tied up trying to ship his vast art collection in England and France by sea to New York, or he feigned illness and hung out with his mistress, or he canceled last minute for an unknown reason, or as the conspiracy goes, the only people that stood in J.P. Morgan's way when trying to create the Federal Reserve died when it sank, suggesting that the whole event was planned. Because there weren't enough lifeboats. Some stories from survivors heard an explosion with no mention of an iceberg. Some say the metal used on the Titanic was as thick or thicker than boats that cut through ice so an iceberg wouldn't have affected it. Also, the three men in question that some sources say were in J.P. Morgan's way of getting the Federal Reserve set up were John Astor, Isidore Strauss, and Benjamin Guggenheim. While other sources say no comments about the creation of the Federal Reserve one way or another were ever made by two of the three men, while one of them was in support of its creation. What we do know, one interesting fact, JP Morgan got paid by the insurance company insuring his boat after it sank. And another interesting fact is less than a year after it sank, the Federal Reserve was created and the USA was turned into an incorporated business with its own business ID number. Which is crazy, I didn't realize that. And when you look up this business ID, the only information about it are on law school databases, like here on Cornell's website, where it says, United States means A, a federal corporation, B, an agency, department, commission, board, or other entity of the United States, or C, an instrumentality of the United States. Weird, but makes sense when considering the United States is not a multi-party or even a two-party system, it's a one-party system, the business party. So besides for those two facts, JP Morgan getting an insurance payment after the Titanic sank, and less than a year after it sank, the Federal Reserve was born, there is otherwise so much conflicting information about this, it's insane. However, it's the same story with almost everything dark, controversial, and involving billionaires, bankers, and big businessmen. And the timing is so eerie, with billionaires going on an underwater safari to Titanic's grave and tragically becoming part of it, and the mainstream media drawing it out to cover news stories about billionaires like JP Morgan, Bill Gates, the Bidens, and billions in accounting errors of our taxpayer money going to Ukraine. Also, mainstream media is still deliberately not covering Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s presidential campaign, except for random jabs about him being anti-jab and a conspiracy theorist, etc. Mainstream media is, as we've been discussing in previous videos, still covering aliens. This week in the New York Post and more, top U.S. officials have first-hand knowledge of UFOs, 
says Senator Marco Rubio. Just how far are they going with this alien narrative? And what are they hoping to achieve here? Let me know what you think in the comments below. At the end of the day, the resurfacing of the Titanic in news this week from mainstream media deliberately stretching out the Titan tragedy to downplay other news is interesting and noteworthy. The Federal Reserve, JP Morgan, and Titanic conspiracy or not is interesting and noteworthy. And also this week, a global banking cartel insider reveals some interesting and noteworthy truths to these conspiracies. The conspiracy that the entire global monetary system is not run or dictated by the Federal Reserve, the scapegoat, as we've pointed out. Rather, it's global cartel of banks that make up the Euro-dollar system. And in this podcast by Blockworks, which I found on George Gammon's channel, highly recommend him, an insider who used to work at the Fed and the BIS, or Bank for International Settlements, confirms it, revealing how the system truly works. Let's check it out. But first, a quick word about Masterworks. In these crazy times, diversifying our wealth is more crucial than ever. Stocks, bonds, real estate, gold, silver, Bitcoin, Ether. And also consider the unique, time-tested, uncorrelated asset of fine art with the Masterworks platform. Art is one of the oldest asset classes there are. In fact, JP Morgan may have avoided sinking with his ship from being tied up in affairs getting his art collection safely from Europe to the US. So people have been trading art for centuries. Typically, only the ultra-wealthy have had access to fine art investments until now. Masterworks removes the barriers we would otherwise face if we tried to invest in art on our own, because the costs are extremely high for the average investor. So they take this very large asset class, which is roughly $1.7 trillion, and make it accessible to a wider range of investors, with their platform that transforms physical art into share-based ownership. Masterworks uses their expertise to select and buy art that they believe to be investment-grade paintings, they file it with the SEC, and sell shares of the painting, allowing people like us to own fractions of pieces of fine art. There is a waiting list to join, however, if you use the link below, we can skip the waitlist and start diversifying our investment portfolios into this unique asset class today. So scroll down and check it out. Cool. Now let's check out what Robert McCauley, Global Banking Cartel Insider, has to say about how the global financial system actually works. Bob, if you could just sketch out what the uh, euro dollar system looks like today, and then we can talk about perhaps how it began. So just to have a little bit of background uh, of, of the system for, for the audience. The Euro-dollar system is a interlinked set of balance sheets that uh, straddles the globe, involves actors in most countries, uh, building on the global currency, the indispensable currency, the dollar. There's uh, a credit aspect to it. There's a deposit aspect to it. It all gets measured in trillions and tens of trillions of dollars. It's mostly not in the textbooks. The textbooks tell you that the Fed creates dollars and then banks multiply those dollars so that all the dollars in the world are somehow either the direct creation of, of the central bank in the United States or a fairly mechanical multiplication of a portion of those dollars by the banking system. Likewise, in the United States, turns out that the dollar sort of got away from that whole uh, setup 
couple of generations ago and now spans the globe. It has both banking aspects to it. It has uh, a bond market aspect to it. It has a very large uh, invisible off balance sheet uh, component to it that is uh, wildly underappreciated. It is the second language in currency terms for the rest of the world, just as people speak English after they speak their own uh, language in general. So too, for most users of various currencies around the world, the, the next currency is the dollar, the, the one that features in their international portfolio in the first rank. And that's the, the, the dollar uh, system. That, there's so many aspects of that that we're going to touch upon going forward. Okay, so this was just a snippet of the beginning of a long, complex podcast that may be worth breaking down together in another video. Let me know what you think in the comments below. So just unpacking the bit we watched together, here are three key takeaways. One, the global banking cartel has an interlinked system of balance sheets. What does that mean? It means the banks that are part of this global banking cartel are all using a shared system of ledgers where they can basically move assets and liabilities around between each other. And banks that are not part of the system, if they aren't connected to a central bank or a bigger bank, they are at bigger risk of going insolvent, which we will go into why and what that means in a second. Two, there are a lot more US dollars circulating outside of the United States than inside the United States, which begs the question, how did those dollars get there? If the Fed prints money and controls the dollar, how did most of the money and US dollars get out there? Well, that's because banks are actually the main creators of money because they can create loans, which is money out of thin air. So we've got banks overseas that issue loans in US dollars, therefore creating new US dollars and putting them into the system. And as Robert pointed out, the Fed lost control over the dollar generations ago from this phenomenon. The Fed has been a farce for longer than we may have thought. And three, there is an invisible off-balance sheet component to the global banking cartel. Oh, that's nice and honestly not all that surprising at this point. So what does this all mean? Well, putting it all together, when we look at the mainstream media that is bought and paid for by global elites, whether it's Bloomberg, New York Post, CNN, or whatever, it's all about the Fed. Are they printing? Are they raising rates? What's up with reverse repos? Oh no, some banks have failed. The Fed has to inject some liquidity into the system. Really? No, the Fed is a red herring because the global monetary system has been out of the Fed's control for generations now and has been in control by the big banks that are part of this global banking cartel. So what about First Republic, Silicon Valley Bank, Signature? How about Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns? Why did they all fail? Why couldn't the cash they needed just have been created out of thin air as a liability on JP Morgan's balance sheet or Citigroup's balance sheet or Wells Fargo's? Well, they weren't part of the global banking cartel. And the banking cartel didn't want them to stay around because they have the power to create as much US dollar liquidity as they want with no limits because it's not based on reserves, it's based on their network of bank ledgers. And so long as there is trust in the system and enough collateral, their ledgers are infinite. At the end of the day, they want to consolidate the banking system as much as possible, which means the more banks that fail, the more power they gain over the global financial system. 
So the Fed is a farce. It's a scapegoat. It's an illusion. That's why it's covered in the mainstream media news to cover the global banking cartel that actually runs the world. Awesome. If you would like to learn more about why central bank digital currencies are extremely dangerous to our lives and ability to live freely, check out this video. If you would like to finally have that eureka moment about how Bitcoin works and how it can help us maintain complete control and ownership over some of our wealth outside of the current financial system, check out this video. And to get a tangent wallet to hold your crypto off of exchanges, click on the link on the screen. Like and subscribe for more. Be safe out there.